think about the restaurant owner. There's somebody that really wants to open a gourmet restaurant, not go to downtown Chicago because there's already so many restaurants, or do you just find a way to go open the restaurant and differentiate yourself? We differentiate ourselves with experience, with luxury, with all that. Now, knowing the numbers, you do have to dive into the data. And the data says, yeah, there are so many in Orlando and Kissimmee, but the data also says that that supply really drops off hard after bedroom number nine. And so we've got a 12 bedroom, 12 bathroom house that we closed on today. So I know that my competition is much more limited than it would be if I bought a five or six bedroom home. Everybody wanna get the bag, but y'all really know what it's gonna take. Trying to figure out how to start now. Blue gels, about to show you the way. Cause we're top finance and amortizing and anything it takes to get real estate. We've been grinding up there, finding ways to get paid. Better hop on this wave, cause we're dropping blue gems. JB dropping blue gems. AG dropping blue gems. New podcast, baby, tune in. We in this thing dropping blue gems. Let's go. Another episode of Blue Gems Podcast with Fuad Bazzi. Man, welcome in. What a pleasure to have you. I love your sweatshirt. I love your story. But for the people that hadn't heard your story, go ahead and drop some gems on them from the start. Awesome. I appreciate it. Grateful to be here, guys. Thank you so much. I love uh, being able to pour back into the community whenever I can. My name is Boad. As you said, founder and owner of Crescent Retreats. Uh, I live in Detroit, own nothing in Detroit other than my own residential home. Uh, all our homes are on the West Coast today, Scottsdale, uh, Phoenix, and Huntington Beach, California. Just today, actually, we closed on our first one in Florida. So we're entering that market three miles from uh, Disney World. But, you know, 21 year banker, last 11 of it was in, in bank consulting where I was traveling a whole bunch and I had a great job, great, surrounded by great people, great colleagues, great clients, just just a, a tremendous network. But I also had three kids and I and traveling a lot, I knew that I, I, I really wanted to be able to be closer to home and, and more in control of my own time. And my wife has her own law firm, was doing really, really well. So so we could rely more on the stability of her income at the time and thought I could get a little more entrepreneurial and entrepreneurial. And if I I knew, you know, if I if I fell flat on my face doing that, I could always go back to the corporate world. But I knew I only had one chance to be a dad. And so I was gonna gonna take that opportunity. So open coffee shop, some with a kids play place in it, but some long-term rentals right here in uh in a, in our neighborhood in Dearborn Heights. Didn't really enjoy the long-term rental space. COVID turned the coffee shop kind of left. And then, um, you know, on top of all that, there were some personal reasons that kind of forced us to need to be in California very frequently. And so we decided we would just close the shop during COVID, sell their long-term rentals, buy an Airbnb in Huntington Beach, and then joined a mastermind. And then kind of that spawned me from investor to investor slash business owner. And I knew that short-term rentals was going to be my thing for the rest, kind of the rest, you know, the rest of my life. I mean, I'm I'm all in. We're like I said, property number seven now. Have a little mentorship that we started back in January, and I'm all about just wanting to help people get out of the rat race. I mean, I really I, I was blessed to be able to do that, and I think a lot of people would like to do that. May not know that it's it's a lot easier to achieve wealth in real estate than you think, and just may not have the maybe it's the courage or the money or the opportunity to do it. So I'm I'm all about helping people find that path. 
Love that, man. Yeah. I think Aiden and I are on the same page, right? We just love being able to give back. And, and we've made so many mistakes in this industry or, or just in, in life in general, right? Mistakes and failures, but we always learn from them. And instead of like hoarding that information, we love passing it on so that other people don't have to make the same mistakes, right? With that being said, you talk about mentorship a bunch and we know this offline that you're you're in pretty much a, a pretty cool mentorship yourself, right? And we know each other from this mentorship. Do you mind talking about what mentorship has done for you and the importance of education and being around proximity of people that are really crushing it the way that you'd like to? Yeah, so a couple of things. One, the formula of a mentorship is broken down into three variables. This is how I always say it is. Variable one is the education piece. Variable two, and probably the most important, frankly, is the relationships and the network of, of people that you build. And then number three is if you're in the right ones and you're doing the right things and running the right company, you can raise a lot of money in these. And so that's just the cherry on top. And so I'm in the boardroom founded and ran by, by a gentleman named Kent Clothier, who's one of the world's largest uh, single family, you know, residential investors in the world. And he, he's just, he's awesome. He's Brad. She's, you know, no nonsense, no BS, you know, just kind of straight to the point. And it's all about kill the hustler and become the CEO, right? And CEO of your company, work on your business, not in your business, and make sure you're getting your time so that you can spend it with your family. And that was ultimately why I, well, I'll tell you why I really joined his his mastermind. I was in another mastermind of which he was one of eight founders. And what I found was the other seven founders were all going to Kent for their real estate advice. <laughs> 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 you know, I got, I just got to go straight to the horse, right? That's funny. And but, but beyond what I love about Kent's mastermind is at every one of our quarterly events, we can either take our business partner or our spouse. And you go and you see a lot of people have brought their spouse. It's very familial. What I will tell you is when you, when I say being around the right people, that's so important. When you get into a mastermind is knowing the cohort of individuals that are in it, not just liking the founder, but who are the cohorts of individuals that are in it. And if you align with these people and you grow with them, what ends up happening is you become better, not only in your business, but in your family life, in your in your parenting, in your fitness, in everything, right? Those people have become my because it's become a brotherhood and it's just it's awesome. I love the point about kill the hustler and become the CEO. Can you talk to the audience about how you've done that? You know, how you've been able to become a COO, CEO in, in your short-term rental business? So I came out of the consulting world. So already systems, efficiencies, processes are things that I, I always look for. I'm always looking for a way to get better, right? It's not like, oh, I'm there. It's like, no, even when it's good, it's like, how can I still get better? I mean, so you're always reprioritizing, always finding ways. For me, what I know is low-level ROI tasks, they don't, you know, that 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 takes my time and those can be done by building a team. And I'm I'm very much in the who not how. Uh, methodology. And I'm very contrarian, by the way, in the short-term rental space. I have zero tech stack. So everybody talks about tech stack. I don't have a property management software. I don't have a pr dynamic pricing tool. I don't believe in all the different tools that end up costing you 10% of your gross revenue by the time you pay for them all. I don't believe in all that. I believe in 
Oh, this is getting juicy. <laughs> can't, can't even wait to uncover this one. Straight to Airbnb, straight to VRBO. I build my team with VAs. And I even hate using the word VAs because they're colleagues and they're every bit of the word colleagues. They're awesome. Um, they make my life easy. They do things like claim support. They do they, they handle my review system. They handle my guest check-in, my onboarding, our guidebooks, our rental agreements. Um, and up until last week, the only task that I handled was guest communication. So today is what today? Today's Tuesday. So I'm now on day 11 of not handling guest communication. <laughs> uh, so 19 months. That's a big I mean, one. This guy, this phone, right, has been attached to my hand for 19 months. Where I'm telling you, I mean, I mean, you guys know you're in the space. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep those response rates really at, at a very short time, right? We went to Mexico last week, and it was the first time we've taken a vacation like this. And so the Friday before, so eleven days ago, I told, I, I got my VAs on a, on a call, trained them, and I said, "You guys are taking over guest communication. You ready?" And so walked them through everything. And Monday, while I was in Mexico. And I found myself kind of like watching their messages just so I, I could find my coachable moments. But they're awesome. They're very nice. They're better than I am. And <laughs> they don't need me. So I'm able to totally relinquish myself of those low-level ROI tasks. I'm able to focus on finding capital partners, which we do. We use OPM for all of our deals, other people's money, um, and underwrite new properties, find new markets, research all of that. And kind of... So I'm, I'm like four markets research in. You know, I like to get to three to five properties before I move on to the next market. So now that we started Orlando, I won't leave Orlando till I have three to five there. But I already know my next three markets after that now. And then how big is your team currently? So I've got four virtual assistants that are on my team. Um, in every market, boots on the ground, I have my cleaners, my maintenance guy, and my property manager. And actually, I only have a property manager in, in Arizona. I don't have one in California. I probably won't have one in Florida. I can typically handle managing the team. But I just got so lucky with such a great person in Arizona that um, I hang on to her and we're very busy at all five of our properties. So it does help having her as kind of a high level quality control. It does eat into the margins a little bit, having that extra layer, but it's worth it. I mean, it's totally worth it. And I have found that, you know, knock on wood, in 19 months, we've avoided any disasters because I've always got her following up on our properties. So about your VAs, where did you find them? And where are they from? Out of curiosity, because I know this is a, a pretty trendy topic. Yeah. So I, I go directly to onlinejobs.ph. I know there's a lot of sourcing agencies out there, but the sourcing agencies typically charge you a lot more, you know, for finding them and training them and all that. And I, you know, I, I understand that. And and that's that's a good business to be in. But for me, it just it made more sense to go straight to the horse's mouth. So online job gauge, we source them ourselves. And you know, the way you know, frankly, you can find them, they're all a lot of them have worked for Airbnb. Not all of mine. Have, but two of them have. And so that's a really neat thing that you get. And, and they're all in the Philippines right now. So I got two of them that work on our time zones. And then I got two of them that work on the Philippines time zone. So we got 24 hour coverage. It works out really well. And, and being frank, I probably only need two with my capacity, but but having four is really nice in case. I mean, you just never know, right? Does somebody find another job? Does somebody get pregnant and have to leave? Does somebody, you know, whatever it might be, right? So this way, I've got backup and it's very affordable. They on average are four dollars an hour. It's again rather than spending all the money on the systems and the technologies and the p and and, and the the softwares, I've got the who method. And then, what made you pick? 
Florida, Arizona, and California as your, you know, I guess top three states and, and different markets that you've invested in. Because I know, you know, we hear a lot of investors go right to the Smokies or maybe Blue Ridge, those mountain, you know, markets. What made you gravitate toward Scottsdale, Orlando, and Huntington Beach? You know, at its core, what I what I always have to remind short-term rental hosts is we're still real estate investors, right? I mean, at its core, you've got to make good and prudent real estate decisions. And so for me, a big deal is population growth, business growth. What's happening? Where's it happening? And when you have population growth, you have built in capital preservation, right? Like, you know, your all properties are going to appreciate, but how, at, at what rate and how quickly and where can you find, um, you know, what I like to call explosive appreciation. And that's something that I find in the Phoenix and Scottsdale market. You have a lot of reasons. You have the business growth, you have only so much buildable land and you have people flocking there now that COVID has permanently changed the world and people can work from their laptops more than ever before. They don't need to be five minutes away from their office anymore, right? So they can move from the Midwest to Scottsdale they can move from Canada to Scottsdale. They don't need a new job. They just need their laptop. California, for all the negative publicity and hype it gets, it's still got a notion. And there's only four of those in the world last time I checked, right? <laughs> so as long as you're near one of those, capital is also preserved. And similarly, in Orlando, you have Disney World. And so that's never going away. I mean, I just, I don't care what you automate. As long as people are making love, people are having kids. And as long as people are having kids, you're, their, their customer base is regenerating over and over, right? Population growth is still happening we're still at a net positive on population growth. So Disney World is never going anywhere. Love it. Now, let's uh, let's harp on Disney World a little bit because I think, you know, it comes with a negative connotation, right? It's the most singular saturated market in the entire world, not the country, the entire world, right? 50,000 active rentals just between Kissimmee and Davenport alone. How have you been able to go into that market and feel confident that you're going to cash flow in such a saturated and, and competitive market? I, I get that question. I even get that same question in Scottsdale and Phoenix. And I always re- remind everybody that saturation, you have to keep saturation in perspective, right? And so do you, you think about the restaurant owner. Do they, the, the somebody that really wants to open a gourmet restaurant, not go to downtown Chicago because there's already so many restaurants or do you just find a way to go open the restaurant and differentiate yourself, right? And so that's A, is is building our brand. We differentiate ourselves with experience, with luxury, with all that. Now, knowing the numbers, you do have to dive into the data and the data says, yes, there are so many in Orlando and Kissimmee. Um, but the data also says that that supply really drops off hard after bedroom number nine. And so we've got a 12-bedroom, 12-bathroom house that we closed on today. So I know that my competition is very, very... Uh, it, well, I shouldn't say very, very, but it's it, it's much more limited than it would be if I bought a five or six bedroom home. That's something I definitely would not do. I don't want to compete on price. Um, so we definitely compete on quality. We 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 compete on experience. Um, we compete on what we we all the amenities that we provide in our homes. And so having a twelve bedroom, each one of those bedrooms having their own bathroom is a real differentiator for us. Nice, nice. Now, with that size of property, do you plan on just u- utilizing it as a, a typical short term rental, or are you going to throw some events there, or how do you plan on using utilizing it and maximizing um, the revenue? Yeah. So what's really cool about our property? So we're in the neighborhood called Encore. And in Encore, it's very cookie cutter, very rectangular lots, 
house from front to back, small pool in the back. We're the only property in the neighborhood that has a double lot. And so this double lot, this vacant lot next door to us, we're not allowed to build on it. But what we're going to do is we're going to create its own resort. We're going to put a splash pad, a putting green, a place set, and a covered gazebo with some seating and built-in TV and all that. And what's going to happen in that gazebo, like I was telling you guys, I like to have two or three or three or three to five homes in a market before I leave. Um, In that same neighborhood, the biggest homes are the 12 and 13 bedroom homes. So we'll get two more in that neighborhood and be able to host like masterminds, corporate retreats, family retreats reunions, couple retreats. Um, we're really big on couple retreats. Like my wife and I are all about partnership, all about making sure that, you know, we we kind of lead by example in our community and our families and our with our distant relatives as well. And um, we're all about me, you know, attacking life as a partnership. And so we'll get all of those things into that home. I mean, it's it just made for it. Super excited about it. <laughs> in case you couldn't tell. I'm excited for you. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the supply comment is really is really the gem, you know, from that whole conversation. Because, like you said, once you get above nine bedroom homes, you're offering a way different product than the person down the street with five or six bedrooms. So you're at you're at seven properties now. You know, how quickly do you plan to scale? Where are you going from here? So the goal is to be at twenty by the end of the year, and we're on pace to do that. We're very much on pace to do that. I've aligned myself with the right partners, the right investors now, people that are in the real estate space but not in the short term rental space, but very much aligned with my core values. Health, peace, love, and travel. Let's go. Um, Let's you know, go. you know, we're very aligned as individuals and our families and everything that we are. So we want to we want to grow together. So I'm investing in some of their deals that they do on the multifamily side, and they're investing uh, big into the short term rental space with me. So we're gonna gonna help each other grow, and um, it'll be great. We're really excited about getting to 20 this year. So right after right after Orlando, we'll get to San Diego. San Diego is a market that we really love. Tulum, uh, Mexico. When I was in Mexico last week. <laughs> Got a chance to the loom, and that is a just an exploding market. You want to talk about explosive appreciation, man? Stuff that's going to happen there the next few years. Um, the greater Dallas metro area, we really love, and Sedona. I mean, so I'm already in Phoenix, Arizona. So getting into Sedona is a is a market that I really like to do. And then eventually here, I want to add a ski market. I keep saying that, but I'm such a warm weather junkie <laughs> that you know, I just every time I look at a at a ski market, I end up back near the sunshine. So. We are thrilled to announce Blue Gems Management. After building out 24 short-term rental properties of our own, we're now helping other investors buy their time back. With over 300 five-star reviews, we really understand the importance of guest experience. If you're interested in making short-term rentals passive, click the link in the show notes below and someone from our team will contact you soon. Now back to the show. To go back to your sweatshirt, right? Health, peace, love, and travel. What are you trying to build this, you know, arsenal of twenty properties for? What is what is the why for Kuad? So, so you know, it's ultimately to help people jump out of the rat race, like I told you, right? And so, my plan, my whole short-term rental plan, I want to build this to a fifty million dollar real estate portfolio, make a large exit to a private equity company, large enough that allows me to make enough money to make the impact that I want to make. I, I started a short-term rental uh, mentorship here, and we're launching our own mastermind right here in Detroit um, here over the next uh, the next couple months for the first uh, event. Um, but I think it's a damn crime that real estate is not taught and entrepreneurship is not taught 
in school systems starting at the sixth grade. I think it's a damn shame that I paid as much money as I paid for my undergrad, my graduate school, and that I spent as much time as I did getting those things and barely applying them after because the job didn't ask for it. The job had a job description that required certain skills, and those were the skills that you had to learn anyways, right? So I think it's a damn shame you know, that kids are not taught real estate at a really, really young age. And I, I can't solve society's issue with that, but I can take a punch at it. And I'm going to start with my kids. I'm going to start with my community's kids and our mastermind. So our mastermind is welcome for six-year-olds six and up, all the way up to adults. We want six-year-olds in that room. Don't care that they can only absorb 13% of what we're laying down at the first session that they attend because the next one they're going to attend, they're going to get 16%. And then the next one, 24%. The next one, 32%, right? And by the time those kids are teenagers, they're probably going to be making a lot of money. They're probably going to be investing in real estate. They're going to know how to invest in real estate. And they're going to know about building relationships and forming partnerships and raising other people's money and, and doing those things. And there, there could be an argument made there. Do they need college? You, you talked a lot about okay. raising private money, right? And JB and I get this question all the time. How do you raise private capital? So what, what would be your, your best piece of advice for someone that's wanting to look and start to use other people's money for their real estate deals? That's always the first question I get, Aiden, when I talk to groups. You know, why would somebody trust me with their money if I go ask, you know, and, 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 and truthfully, Look, if we were talking about opening a retail center or restaurant, you know, something like that, 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 you know, you have to build this deep and enduring relationship with somebody and trust that they're going to go to work if I invest in you. And we have to invest in all kinds of equipment and machinery and inventory and hope to be able to liquidate it if the business doesn't work, et cetera, et cetera. In real estate, none of that happens. In real estate, it's literally real estate. I mean, that's what your that's what your investment is backed by, right? So if I like you, if I trust you, no, if I believe in our relationship, then investing in you with you in real estate is a really easy decision because it's an asset backed partnership. And so it was really easy. And you know, the first thing I did is I reached into my own network and I, I reached into family and friends. And the first two deals that we did were very, with very familiar people. Then the third deal, my attorney who you know, was writing up my operating agreement. And and when we first looked at the operating agreement, this was kind of going to be the template operating agreement. I looked at it and I said, you know, I could raise capital tomorrow, go buy a house and then sell the next day and get my 50%. And she's like, yeah. I was like, well, that doesn't really protect my investor. And she's like, yeah, so let's leave it like that. And she said, let's let the investor negotiate those terms in. I go, no, that doesn't work for me. I go, let's protect my investor right now. So we we sat down and we bullet pointed all these milestones that I would have to hit before I gather my 50%, right? Before I earn before I could earn the right to sell the property and earn my 50%. And so two weeks goes by and she calls me, my attorney does, and she says, Hey, my dad's in town and I'd like to like you to have lunch with us. I'm like, cool. So I joined them for lunch. And her dad does a deal with me because they saw the character. They saw that I was all about doing it right. Like no matter what from minute one. Right. And so I think, you know, where I'm going with that bro, is, bro, that is sick. I appreciate You should that. literally be proud of yourself. And like your kids are very lucky to have a human like you 
in their awesome. lives. I appreciate that's it. incredible, man. That really I, is. I, I deserve you know, that. I'm all about relationships. And I, I, I know in this world, if you're transactional, you'll win a deal, but you won't you won't gain many deals, right? And building relationships, that's what it's about for me. It's been really cool. And so once I kind of caught my stride with that, it's really easy to I don't even sell anymore. I don't even ask for money anymore. Now I just tell my story and people offer me money. And 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 that's what I would tell anybody that just go build relationships. Go learn, go 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 knee and head deep and learn everything you can about what... And it doesn't even have to be short-term rental. Look, I mean, we're passionate about short-term rental. The three of us are. But there are so many facets to real estate, right? So even if you're not comfortable with short-term rental yet and you want to try a duplex or a triplex or whatever it might be, go do something, but build relationships, learn, understand your market. There's all kinds of free real real estate groups out there that you can get into and meet people. And then from there, it becomes really easy because people can just understand real estate. And investors typically do understand real estate. Guys, that is the masterclass of raising private capital here on the Big Gems <laughs> podcast. You heard Love. it here first. Love that. No, really, really incredible. I'm not going to repeat exactly what JB said, but <laughs> I should. Well, do you see any correlations between a marriage with your spouse and a partnership with any partner that you do deals with? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you have to continue to nurture and pour in and they're not always straight line, right? They're not always, it's not always up and to the right. Trust is a big deal, you know, just as you wouldn't cheat on your spouse but shouldn't cheat on your spouse and, 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 and whatnot. You shouldn't cheat on your, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll have a, you know, I'll have a seven, you know, guest leaves a, you know, $17 extra for, for breaking a light bulb or whatever. Right. And it goes into the property management account, but I know it goes to that property. It's a 17 bucks and nobody would ever catch that. Right. But that doesn't work for me. That doesn't fly for me. That 17 bucks gets transferred immediately to the property account because that's where it belongs. That's where it has to be. Those little things end up, you know, when you, you, you've just got to pour so much back in and I keep in touch with my investors. Um, every month I'm sending them reports. I'm sending them, you know, where we are, what are we doing? Where's our booking schedule? What's our profitability like? All those things. And so, and I send it to them in a video. All I do is I just shoot a little, I just share, I, I, I pop up Microsoft Teams on my computer, shoot a video, quick five minutes, run through the reports, run through all that, record it, send it over to my email. Hey, let me know, guys, know if you need anything. And that's all, honestly, that's all the communication that me. Most of them don't want to hear from you more often than that. But yeah, I mean, the more you nurture, the more you pour in. I'm constantly shouting out my thankfulness and my gratefulness to them on my Instagram and just, just doing those little things that, you know, make them aware of how grateful I am for them because I, I wouldn't be here without them. That's beautiful, man. Love it. No, I even wrote that one down because uh, that's pretty cool. A quick five minute loom video does really go a long way, right? That, that, that extra personal touch. It's one thing to send them a PL at the end of the, the month, but to hop on and say, yo, what's up, Mr. Uh, you know, so-and-so really appreciate it. XYZ. That's a nice touch, man, for sure. When you hit 20 doors, will you have a tech stack? Mm, there is one property management software that I have interviewed that I really like. And it's Atlas, Track, T-R-A-C-K. And are you guys familiar with Track? No, actually. That's like one of the only ones I haven't heard. I've interviewed they like are, them. <laughs> I'll tell you what. The, the whole reason, honestly, I don't use them today is they have a 20 property minimum for charging. They'll take me on right now, but they're going to charge me for 20 properties. It's just not worth it. I don't need that. But... When you when I grow that big, if I still find the need to, I will. What happens is, you know, I was very upfront with them. Guys, 
I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm really not going to do it. It's not worth it for me. Blah, blah, blah. They're like, just come through our interview process. Cool. What's the interview process like, right? Four two-hour sessions. And they were willing to pour those four two-hour sessions into me, um, knowing that I probably wasn't going to come on. And they were not selling me a product. They're very consultative. And me coming out of the consulting world, I really appreciated that. They're not just trying to sell me a widget. They really wanted the partnership. Their tool is extensive. It goes across... You know, accounts receivables, financial reporting, marketing. They're really, they got a really good internally built um, direct marketing piece that you can use. Um, knowing you guys have 42 properties, you guys would really like what they, what they offer. That's one that because of their consultative approach, I would 100% consider um, going and using them. Yeah, we'll have to look into it for sure. Definitely, uh, definitely interesting. But into the formal questions, you know, obviously we have a lot of newer investors that are looking to get their first short-term rental. They're uh, tuning into the podcast. What would be your number one piece of advice for them? Go to a market where you know you can get to five. Don't go to a market where you're looking at one property. And I say that because your efficiency is highly leveraged with your team, your property manager, your cleaners, your maintenance guy. If you have one property, if you're, even if you're starting with one, it's okay. But go to a market where you know you can quickly attain multiple properties. Go to a region where you can quickly attain multiple properties. So at one property, you're fireable, right? If you're annoying, if they don't like you, if you de- if you have high demands of, of what you expect out of your cleaners and this and that, they will fire you in a heartbeat because you have one property and they don't care. They won't bat an eye because they'll replace you tomorrow, right? But if you have three or five or seven properties with them, you hold the leverage and they will jump through hoops for you. Look at the, the feasibility of scaling a market, not just getting into finding one property in a market. Love it. Love that. And then there's a lot of talk about you know, the Airbnb bust in the media, saturation, you know, across our entire asset class. Where do you think the short-term rental market is headed? Upward. I mean, upward. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, it, 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 I, I see those headlines all the time and, and I think it's funny. I mean, there are more hotels being built than ever. There are more apartment buildings being built than ever. And there's only one way to go. Population growth, you guys heard me say that. Population growth is a thing. People are living like nomads. It is a legitimate way of life. I mean, when I, I'm 41, I'm, well, I'm not 41, I'm 40. I'll be 41 soon. When I was growing up, that wasn't the case, right? I mean, you 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 had to be where you were. And now that doesn't that's, that doesn't exist. I mean, I, I met uh, one of my mentees um, that, that just joined my program a couple of weeks ago. He literally calls himself a digital nomad. He doesn't have a house. He literally just goes from place to place. And that's how he likes live. And so I just see it going upward. You still, of course, have to be strategic. You have to be intentional and deliberate. You have to understand data like any business, right? Like, I mean, if you're getting into the ice cream business, don't not get into the ice cream business because there's already an ice cream business in town. Just go do things differently. Do things on the other side of town. Do things that is not already offered by that ice cream parlor. And it's the same thing. Just know what you're getting into. Know that, you know, how many bedrooms, if you're going to, if you're coming to Scottsdale, what's driving Scottsdale is bachelor and bachelorette parties. You need at least 12 people in a house. Otherwise, you can't charge the rates that I charge, right? That's just, that's just, it's, it's just plain and simple math. You have to know the supply and demand in, your, in what you're doing. But conversely, if you're going to, for instance, Dallas, you don't need homes that house 12 to 16 people. You need apartments that house four to six people, maybe even two people. So just know your market. Don't overbuy based on your ambition. Understand the data and, and, and then dive in. And there's all kinds of tools out there. And don't rely on 
only on one of the tools, use all of the tools because none of them are perfectly accurate and all of them are pretty good. So reconcile all of them against each other and then go into Airbnb just as if you were a guest and search. You know, that's the proof in the pudding, right? Go search for what you're looking for and see what a market offers and know what you're up against. Amazing. And if you could leave one last gem with the listeners, it could be about life, it could be about short-term rentals, it could be about travel, peace, health, anything. What would you want to leave the listeners? My core values are health, peace, love, and travel, right? When I first started this 19 months ago, those have always been my personal core values. When I started this 19 months ago, I did what probably anybody in the short-term rental space did. I said, oh, privacy, luxury, you know, and I, I threw out all these hospitality words, which are still part of our DNA. We're still, we still offer privacy in all of our homes. We still offer luxury. Luxury. We still offer exclusivity and the guest experience, all of that. That's not going away. But what was happening was I was trying to market these core values that weren't me. I am health, peace, love, and travel. That is really easy for me to talk about. And I can talk about that all day long. And so what I did is I rebranded real quickly and made my personal core values, my company core values. And we incorporate health, peace, love, and travel into all of our homes. And by doing that, I no longer work. I just live my life every day because this is how I live my life. I live my life in health. I wake up every day with a great routine on breath work, on exercise, on intermittent fasting, on really healthy eating, on monitoring my kids' nutrition. Peace is really big. And it's not, I'm not talking about world peace. I'm talking about internal, like internal peace, right? Be happy, be a savage with yourself and know that you're capable of so much more. And when you achieve health, it forces the peace. And when you have those two things, you just automatically lead with love because you're always in such a good mood. You're inspired by the health and the peace that you have. You always lead with love and you don't get ragingly upset about the dude that forgot to put on his turn signal and flips you off and all that stuff. You don't even care anymore. Like all that stuff doesn't matter. You're just so at peace internally. You lead with love and um, and then traveling, right? I didn't choose where I was born. You guys didn't either, right? Like we are where we are primarily because of circumstances. Boundaries are not organic. And so don't see boundaries. See past those boundaries. Travel. When you travel, don't just go to resorts. Travel, see the world. Travel, see culture. Travel, see people. Get to know people understand who they are. I'm a Muslim person and I'm Muslim 99% probably because my parents are Muslim. You know, the Jewish guy down the street is probably Jewish 99% because his parents are Jewish and so on and so forth, right? So just be good, be a good human, be good to others, love everybody, understand everybody, give to everybody. And um, that's it. That's it. And when you do all those things, you're going to be a better spouse, person, husband, friend, business person, all that. You're going to reach elite levels that you would have never thought of. Amazing. The blueprint. And then uh, where can people find you? And, and if you feel comfortable, drop your mentorship. Um, you know, we're in abundance mindset. So, you know, I hope that people can tune in and, and connect with you. Love that. Appreciate it. Best place to find me is on Instagram. And it's my name simply Fuad Bazzi, F-O-U-A-D-B-A-Z-Z-I underscore Airbnb. I know I got to make that shorter at some point. Uh, that's the easiest way to follow me. Click the link in my bio. Um, the way to just schedule some time with me. Always willing to just jump on and pour into people for 15 minutes, if, you know, even if that's all it is. But I, you know, we can talk about my mentorship program there. We could talk about just life in general, whatever it might be. Beautiful. Man, thank you so much. What an what, episode. Yeah, what an episode. Really appreciate you, brother. Grateful for you guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. If you're interested in scaling your short-term rental portfolio and networking with like-minded individuals, we host a short-term rental meetup once a month in downtown Orlando. Click our link below in the show notes to register. See you at the next one. JB dropping blue gems AG dropping blue gems
New podcast, baby, tune in. We in this thing dropping blue gems.